Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? D-Mac here, and I'm here with MLB.com's Juan Toribio. Thank you, Juan. Thanks for joining us today, my man. Yeah, man. It's a good R. A good R roll there. It's pretty good. I practiced it for, like, weeks, bro. I've been waiting for this as my moment. But, uh, yeah, we're here at the winter meetings. you got a lot to talk about. Some of these big free agents, of course. The Dodgers, I would say the biggest one they're linked to at this point is Carlos Correa. We know the Dodgers have a needed shortstop but with Correa. Will he sign a short-term deal? Will the Dodgers offer him a long-term deal? Do you think the Dodgers are still in the mix with Carlos Correa? Yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously you know, discussions between the two sides. He's a really good player. So having a, having communication with a guy like that is always good. It's always what Andrew Friedman does. I mean, two off-seasons ago, they signed a big name. Last off-season, Freddie Freeman. No one saw that one coming. They kind of stayed in touch with him. Um, if I had to say right now, I don't think Carlos Correa would be a Dodger. Um, that's just kind of the gut feeling that I have. Uh, but they're always going to be in communication. Until they're off the board, they're not off limits. So, um, obviously, Carlos Correa with the Dodgers and obviously 2017 over there in Houston, there is a pass there. Um, they are very sensitive to that, obviously. I mean, you guys would know better than even me, but, like, the fan base, not everyone will be receptive to it. So um, they are sensitive to that. But, yeah, that's, they're going to be in communication until he's off the board. And do you feel like the Dodgers are truly comfortable with having Gavin Lux as their opening day shortstop in 2023? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think at first it was just kind of like, oh, but then you kind of remember that he is a shortstop. I mean, we've seen him at second base for two seasons. And, and hearing the idea of like, oh, he's going to play shortstop, that might be like kind of confusing. But he is a natural shortstop. That's where he came up through the system. He was a top prospect. He was a number two prospect in baseball at one point as a shortstop. So I think they're very confident with that. Obviously, there's still there's things that he has to improve on. Um, Gavin knows that. The Dodgers know that. But I think he's also 24 years, 24, 25 years old. Um, that's something that could definitely happen here in the next year. Um, and he he deserves a shot. I mean, he, he was behind Corey Seager, and he was behind Trey Turner. So I think they are comfortable. If it gets to that point, they could add in from someone from the outside. But if it gets to that point, I think they're comfortable giving him at least a try for half a season or a season. And you see him possibly maybe exploring a trade for a Willie Adamas type or someone else out there? Because it feels like Xander Bogarts, Dansby Swanson, I mean, those are other names. I mean, what are your thoughts on some of those other options? Yeah, the Bogarts and Swanson are probably unlikely. I think if there is a shortstop that you sign, it might be Carlos Correa. And I, even that one, I, I still think that one's unlikely. Um, the trade market is interesting, right? Because like, you might want a guy, but then Milwaukee might not, might not want to trade Willie Adamas. Or they might want five prospects for Willie Adamas. And at that point, it gets a little bit trickier. Um, would they want a guy like Willie Adamas? Of course. I think every team in baseball would want a guy like Willie Adamas. Uh, Tim Anderson's another guy who could possibly get traded, but what are the White Sox? What do they want to do? So I think there's a lot of variables that come into the, when it comes to the trade market that are out of even the Dodgers' control. Uh, so would they be interested? Absolutely. But it's just a matter of is it the right time? What needs do they want? What do they want? Um, it could happen on the deadline. I mean, if Milwaukee kind of falls out. Um, St. Louis is a big lead in the division. Maybe that could be a, a situation. Gavin, you know, he's maybe a little shaky there. Who knows? Who knows how that kind of plays out? 
um, that could be an option to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've got to talk about this starting rotation. Of course, the big blow late last season, Walker Buehler undergoes Tommy John surgery. He's most likely going to miss the entire 2023 season. There is some hope he can return at the end. But do you think the Dodgers truly need another frontline starter to be real World Series contenders? I think so. I mean, they have the depth, right? Like we, we, I mean, they have the two guys at the top, Julio and Clayton Kershaw. I mean, that's a pretty good start there. You have Dustin May, who has all the, all the potential in the world. Now it's a matter of can he actually put it together on the field and stay healthy while doing that. Uh, Tony Gonsolin had a great season, but he's been kind of banged up with a couple arm injuries in the past. Can he stay healthy for 32, 33 starts? Uh, which is basically what Tyler Anderson gave them last year. It wasn't 32, 33, but it was somewhere around 29, 30. Um, and he was really dependable for them. Uh, Andrew Heaney made a 15 starts or whatever it was. Uh, so they had to replace that production. They have some depth, but I think for them to take the next, the next step, um, you know, you need another guy in that rotation and kind of elevate you. I mean, we see how important it is in the playoffs uh, when you have a, another ace. They were depending on Walker Buehler last year. He couldn't come back. 2021, they were depending on Max Scherzer. He kind of had the, the whole arm fatigue situation. So the, when it comes to the playoffs, they definitely want another frontline guy. And I think that's what would separate them, right, from the pack. I think if you get another guy, yeah, I, don't even, I can't even think of names right now, but if you get another guy at the, at the top, um, that, that solves a lot of problems. So what do you think about, of course, the best ace-level pitcher available right now is Carlos Rodon. The Dodgers were in the mix for him last year. They didn't want to give him that player option for the second year, so he goes to the Giants. Do you see him as a possible option for the Dodgers? I think it depends what he wants. If, he, if he's okay with taking a one, two-year deal, kind of like high AV, what Verlander kind of just did, yeah, absolutely. If he, if he wants a five, six, seven, eight-year deal, which is probably what he wants, uh, then I don't think there's a shot that he that they go that far. Uh, he's a really talented guy. He also has a lot of injury history, uh, so there's a lot of concern there. But it's just a matter of we. I mean, we can kind of see how the Dodgers have operated in the past. They are reluctant to go six, seven years, especially for a starting pitcher. Uh, so if it, like I said, it depends on what he wants. If he wants a two-year deal, sure. If it's like a seven, it's a six, seven-year deal, which is the most likely outcome. Uh, then it becomes a little bit trickier. Yeah, and then, of course, you got some of these young, promising arms coming up. You got Gavin Stone, who Doc talked about earlier. You got Bobby Miller, the organization's top pitching prospect. What kind of role do you think Bobby Miller could have for this team next season? In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. I think Bobby Miller is going to play a role at some point. Dave Roberts, like you said, alluded to that today. Um, I don't know. There's still some polishing that needs to be done with him. Obviously, he throws 100 miles per hour, and he has all this, kind of like a Dustin May situation, right? He has all the potential, all the tools to be a front-line guy. It's just a matter of putting things together. His numbers in AAA weren't great, uh, so he needs to prove that he can pitch at that level before we can even start thinking about the major leagues. Um, but I, if, he, if I had to pick a guy, it would be Gavin Stone. I think Gavin Stone's going to be a stud. I mean, I think he's the guy of, of the prospects that they're depending on probably more than anybody else. Uh, I think he he shoved everywhere he pitched last year. I mean, AAA was like there was no match for him. Uh, they got to know him a little bit more during you know October and then 
they've, they've worked with him a little bit closer over the last year, but his rise has been unbelievable, and I think production speaks for itself. I mean, he shoved in high A, shoved in double A, shoved in triple A. If he does that again, he has a hot start in AAA. I wouldn't be surprised to see him pretty pretty soon in the big leagues. Yeah, yeah. All right, get get excited about Gavin Stone, a meteoric rise. We'll get you out on this one. Doc talked about it earlier, about the need for another outfielder. You have some names out there that have been floated, Kiermaier, McCutcheon. Do you think they'll go with more of a patchwork guy? Judge is out of the question now, but maybe a Brandon Nimbo. What do you think they're going to do as far as that extra outfield position player? Yeah, that one's going to be kind of interesting. I mean, and they have a couple places to replace Bellinger. I mean, you have a... You lose a left-handed bat, so you kind of have to add in a left-handed bat. You're losing uh, one of the best outfielders in baseball. Obviously, his, his offense wasn't coming around the last two years, but his defense never wavered. I mean, he was a great center fielder, so you, you have to replace that defense in center field. And now, you know, with all the rule changes and stuff like that, center fielder, it's, I know it's a shift it's on the infield, but center fielder is still a center fielder. Uh, so it depends on how they want to do it. Is it. Does that come in one player? Or does that come in two different types of guys? Like, do you get a left-handed bat with DHs or whatever the case may be, and then you get a defensive guy in center field. Like you said, like Kevin Kiermaier is the first name that comes to mind. I know from Tampa Bay, but, like, he's the he's one guy defensively that would it's on par with what Bellinger does. Uh, it just depends on what route, what route they want to go with. Do they want to just put that in one player or – you know, different type of pieces. Try to mix it up. Maybe you see Trace, maybe you see Altman, some other options that are available. But thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. If you guys are not doing this Dodgers fan thing, right, if you're not reading Juan Taribio, go check him out, MLB.com's Juan Taribio. Join us here on the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Thanks a lot, my man. man. Take it easy, bro. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.